You are listening to the Curtis King Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Curtis King Podcast. Podcast. I don't know why I pronounce it that way, but I welcome you to another episode of the Curtis King Podcast. If you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel that this is on, please subscribe. If you are listening through whatever distributor that you are listening to, please make sure that you sign up to get the notifications. Uh, I don't know what it's called on your particular platform, but just hit that up so that you can always get a heads up when these drop. I'm really enjoying doing these and I'm really enjoying the fact that even though I think when I first started, there was, I guess, an initial concern about man, well, how many people are going to actually be tuning in? Um, how many people are actually going to stick with it? It's long form content. Those concerns are not even with me anymore. At this point, being able to speak at this length is really therapeutic. And also, too, um, you know, even though the YouTube numbers may not reflect it, uh, the podcast numbers are, are getting pretty crazy on Anchor. So greatly appreciate you all. Uh, definitely don't want to start with anything as as vain as numbers and things like that. I feel like we're all bombarded with that on a regular basis. Where I do want to start is from a book called Obstacle is the Way. The Obstacle is the Way. You guys know that I've been really, really going in about uh, this author, Ryan Holiday, who's definitely one of my favorite authors, if not my favorite author. I just like how clearly he places things, how it's not really focused on being highly emotional in his writing. It's just the facts, man, just the facts. And he's speaking in this book about how we should look at the issues in our lives as not obstacles trying to get in the way, but literally obstacles being the way that we find our way to success. And in this chapter, he talks about the power of living in the present moment. Oh, Curtis, we get back to that. Yes, we are, because <laughs> it's so important. And I do not want anybody to miss this. And sometimes we're exposed to this information. And uh, it took me being exposed to it more than a few times before it really sat with me and it resonated. And I said, oh, that's what was meant by staying in the present moment. So this is not a definition of it, but this is a call to stay in the present moment, because in this chapter, he talks about. All these companies, businesses that started during depressions or economic crisis. I'll run down the list. Fortune magazine started 90 days after the market crash of 1929. FedEx happened after the oil crisis of 1973. Walt Disney, after 11 months of smooth, opera smooth operations, the 12th was the market crash of 1929. Let's see what else. Coors, the, the beer company. They were started after the depression of 1873. Microsoft came in the recession in 1973 to 75. These are all companies, even more recently, LinkedIn 2002 after the uh, post dot com bubble. These are all companies that found how to stay in the present moment and how to worry, not even worry, but how to concern themselves with things that need to be taken care of today. And not what's going to happen with the market, not what's going to happen with all these things that preoccupy humans of different professions. And that's no different than producers. Producers are so worried about, oh, my God, Curtis, man, are our, our, our beats no longer selling? Is the beat selling? 
that's just the flag. That's the argument that's going to forever be around or that's going to be a worry that's going to be be around. But this helps put you at ease. It helped put me at ease when you understand this concept. He says. It doesn't matter whether this is the worst time to be alive or the best, whether you're in a good job market or a bad one or that the obstacle you face is intimidating or burdensome. What matters is that right now is right now. The implication of our goal, the implications of our goal are theoretical. They exist in the past and the future. We live in the moment. And the more we embrace that, the easier the obstacle will be to face and move. You can take the trouble you're dealing with and use it as an opportunity to focus on the present moment, to ignore the totality. Y'all can be mad at that spammer. Let me actually turn my phone off. I was actually trying to slight flex for y'all because uh, all these downloads and slap experts is getting. I want you to see how crazy it's been, but that doesn't matter right now. We're living in the moment. I'm sorry. The implications of our obstacle are theoretical. They exist in the past and the present. We live in the moment. And the, and the more we embrace that, the easier the obstacle will be to face and move. You can take the trouble you're dealing with and use it as an opportunity to focus on the present moment. To ignore the totality of your situation and learn to be content with what happens as it happens. To have no way that the fresh, um, excuse me, to have no way that the future needs to be, oh, oh my goodness, to have no way that the future needs to be to confirm your predictions because you didn't make any. To let each new moment be a refreshing, excuse me, a refresh wiping clear that came before and what others were hoping would come next. You'll find the method that works best for you, but there are many things that can pull you into the present moment. Strenuous exercise, unplugging, a walk in the park, meditation, getting a dog. They're a constant reminder of how pleasant the present is. So this is more than just saying, you know, oh, you got to stay in the present moment. This is more than just saying, oh, my goodness, I'm I'm meditating now and everything. I'm, I'm in the present moment. I see it. I see what's going on. This is more than that. This is an, more than an acknowledgement. This is a savoring, as um, Meg Robbins has said before, this is a savoring of the moment that you're in. You have to savor the details of it, savor the smells of your room. Savor the the sensations you feel as you make beats. Just savor that. And what's going to happen is that you'll be so preoccupied with what needs to be done right now. It is almost like the future is none of your business. And to a certain degree, yes, the future is your responsibility, but it's not in your control. So why make it your business right now? When all you can do right now, you can't change what's going to happen in 10 years. You can affect what's going to happen. But the only way that you do that is within the present moment. So I wanted to start off with that passage from Ryan Holiday. Obstacle is the way because I feel like even right now in the U.S., it seems that we are approaching or, or a lot of folks have been forecasting that we're approaching another recession, another market crash. And so as we get to that point or as our industry as music producers approaches whatever phase it may go to next. I want you to realize all the companies that have been able to find success, even when things seem the darkest. Good place to start. I, I want to make sure that that I, I give you that positive energy to start with. But really, the topic of what I wanted to talk about today has a lot to do with the conversation I had 
with uh, a gentleman in my live stream on Instagram, which, by the way, you can come follow me on Instagram at Curtis King. Um, follow me on there and you'll see a lot of the conversations that are just raw, authentic and spur of the moment. And I meet so many young producers that, you know, have such a great head on their shoulders and they they have it in their mind. Yo, I know I got to work, Curtis. I'm not afraid of hard work, you know, but I, I really want to achieve things. But I feel like I'm not moving the needle on what I'm doing. I feel like I've been following your advice. I follow the advice of others, but it just seems like, man, it's just not working for me. I worked so hard. I worked so hard and I hear them. I understand that. But also something that is hard to ignore when I hear that is the emphasis on I work hard. And what that kind of gives me a clue of is that they still view working hard as a badge of honor and something that I didn't recognize, I guess, until later in my career was that the real work doesn't start until hard work is not even something that you're aware of. Right. We've talked about flow state. We talked about what happens to your brain. But this is also applying to what happens when you are so consumed with the work, not overwhelmed, but so consumed with the work at hand. So enjoying the moment of the of the work that you're doing that hard work loses a lot of its value to you. I had lunch with my pops a few days ago and we talked about this in detail in that he says, it seems like this point that you're at in your life. It's no longer about a hustle. And I had to think about that. And I was like, you know what? That was my mentality for the majority of my career and life. Everything was a hustle. Everything was applying sweat equity to whatever's going on. Everything was about I need to do more. I need to know I need to do more social media posts, more beats. I need to learn more about and more plays a factor. But more wasn't the more wasn't the all to end all solution. More was a distraction in most situations. What I had to realize, and I'm going to loosely base this off of a Muji philosophy about the consciousness and about the self in that there exists within all of us. He, he says there exists within all of us a pure self, a self that is untainted, that is unaffected, a self within us, a consciousness within us that is um, that can't be damaged. So when we say things like I have mental health issues or that I am depressed or I am sad. That pure self doesn't feel any of that. That pure self observes all of this. Right. He says something that jacked me up one day. And I think I, I might have mentioned it here. I might have mentioned it on my Instagram. But he says something that really jacked me up in a good way. I was walking. I was taking my morning walk do my morning routine. And then he said something that really messed me up uh, because it had me sit there, sitting there in deep thought to the point my wife was like, you all right? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I think you might have opened up another part of my brain. So we all understand that when we have thoughts, right, those thoughts are to a certain degree observable by us. We have a bad thought, a thought that Oh, man, I suck at music production. And then there's another perspective that says, "Nah, you don't suck, man. Why would you even think that? It's almost like it's a duel between these two perspectives. If you have the ability to observe the mind's perspective and you also have the ability, as I am doing right now, to observe that other perspective. 
Who's observing both of them? Who observes the, the observer? Who watches the watcher? As uh, my brother Young Stoic told me the other day, who watches the watcher? It jacked me up because I had to realize that there is another perspective. There's another set of eyes that is watching this engagement between probably two parts of the mind, the logical mind, the emotional mind that are dueling and having this dialogue. And there's also this other perspective that's just watching them both and not judging either one, but they're just present in the moment. So if we loosely kind of define that, that Muji has, has presented to us about that, what if there exists within us a pure creative or a pure producer? What if there is no amount of damage that we can do, I guess, aside from, well, I guess you could even say aside from death because, you know, the soul lives on. We've heard that many times. But there exists within you a pure producer. What if there exists within you all the answers that you ever needed? All the sounds, all the techniques, all the snare rolls, all the kicks, all the 808 uh, mixing, all the sound designing, everything that you could ever want for yourself. What if that already exists within you? What if your journey is not about trying to look for getting more fans, more sounds, more money? What if it's about trying to clear up the lens that is right in front of you? What if what you're searching for cannot be seen because you're being, because you're, what if what you're looking for cannot be seen because what you're looking from is what you're looking for? Think about it. Muji said it before. He said, a scale cannot weigh itself. Isn't it crazy? A scale can weigh everything in the world except for itself. Eyes can see everything except for their own self. I'm not talking about like right now, like I'm watching myself on YouTube. Not about that. I'm talking about your eyes cannot see themselves. So what if the answers you're looking for and you can't find them, you're so frustrated. Oh, Curtis, you didn't quite hit it on the nail. Like I'm trying to, I need the answers, man. What if the answers are already within you? I'm not even going to think in what ifs. I'm going to say it is within you. I'm going to say that there are things that you, of course, want to be brushed up on. But when you think about learning in itself, learning is a process of revealing almost the information that you understand at that level of understanding that you're at or, or, or that you're exposed to within yourself. It's a step-by-step -step process of realizing, oh, that's what was meant when I was exposed to this. Learning doesn't insert anything new into you. It only shines the light on parts of you that probably have never been exposed to you before or that you have never even noticed. So with that said, I want to hopefully rest assured so many young producer minds that feel like, oh, my God, I'm 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 wasting time. I'm getting older. Oh, man, I'm no closer to my goals than I was my last birthday or the last year. I hope that this rest rest you a little bit. Take some of that pressure off of your back. You don't have to do anything or be anyone. When you were born, there was not a producer title that was added to your birth certificate. 
Was it added to yours, right? No, and it wasn't added to mine. Um, there is no producer title on there. This is an identity that has come through social conditioning, through discipline from your parents, from pressure from society to feel like you have to be something. Right. I've heard it called the Messiah complex for people that feel like they have to be the one to save the world. No, you have to start with saving yourself. And reconnecting yourself with your true and pure self. And realizing that, damn. This journey is it feels like I'm going around in circles because literally the source is where the answers are at. So music producers, I don't say this to say that you should be stagnant because just because something is still does not mean that it's stagnant. I'm just telling you. Trust yourself more. Be more patient with yourself. Realize that. You don't have to have all the answers today, even if you're not a young producer or if you feel like you're not a young producer. If you're if you're I'm about to be by the by by the release of this, I'll be only a few days away from being 35. God, I'm thankful. I'm also slightly a boomer, I guess, compared to everybody around me. Ray's over there laughing. Um, but I think I'm a cool boomer, if that even exists. I'm 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 I am not afraid of getting getting older. I just don't want to get old. Old is where. Arrogance comes in. Old is where I already know it all comes in. Old is where I have nothing left to prove, not even to prove. I have nothing left to uh, 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 aspire for. Right. I had a I used to live on this on this street in uh, Carson, California, and at the end of the street was a black and white house. And there was an old, older lady that lived there. And I didn't know how old she was. I just knew she was old ever since I was young. She's always been old. So I could imagine by me getting into my adult years, how old she was. And what I learned from whenever I would go over to visit her with my grandmother is that what kept her alive, because she had the one of the nicest lawns out in the neighborhood. She always went out there and watered her lawns, always went out there and, 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 and you know, dug up her plants and did all her, you know, getting the weeds out. You go inside her house. Her house was neatly put together. Um, it was a little bit older. You know, it, it kind of looked like it was a museum of 1974, but she kept it clean. You would think that you walked into a movie set. It was so clean. And one thing I learned from her, and she never had to say it, was that it seemed what kept her alive was doing things that did keep her in the moment. And having things to keep her mind occupied. Right. You've ever heard of the saying the the dormant mind is a devil's workshop. I believe it. I believe it. Something else I believe is that a lot of us mask hard work and busyness. We 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 wear it as a badge of honor and we mask it. And behind that mask, you know, that meme with the mask that's like struggling behind it. Behind that mask is insecurity. How do I know that? How can I speak so confidently about that? Because that's what it was for me. I worked hard. I worked so damn hard. I sacrificed my body. I killed, almost killed myself in the process of doing this because I was scared. 
I was afraid that it wasn't going to be enough. I was afraid that I wouldn't quote unquote make it. I was afraid that I chose the wrong profession. I was afraid that I wasted time. And all of that stuff is stuff that the pure self, the pure producer, the pure, whatever you want to think of it as doesn't acknowledge, right? The pure self doesn't even acknowledge freedom. Freedom is not even a concept because they are freedom. It is what it is. Hard work and people who wear it as a badge of honor. It is a mask for insecurity. It is a mask for insecurity. And if they are not willing to admit that, that just shows you how insecure they are. Don't wear hard work as a, as, as a badge of, of insecurity. I want you to fall in love with what you are doing, even when it's frustrating, even when it's getting on your last ever loving nerves. I want you to love the frustration and love the fact that you have the opportunity to be frustrated with your with your music and you have the opportunity to be frustrated with something as amazing or even as a, a, a privileged as music as a profession. Are you kidding me? There are people right now cleaning, cleaning the, the corners of a toilet that they didn't use. And I'm not to say that's the worst job. That's just for me. That's something I can't do. I can't clean somebody else's dookie. I can't do it, man. Do <laughs> pun intended. I can't do that. I, this man, I, if I had to for my family, damn it, I'll put a mask on and I guess I'd have to do it. But but damn it, no. We have a we are privileged to do what we do. I just want you to make sure that I just want to make sure that you recognize that. I want you to fall so in love with the process, so in love with this, that time passes that somebody's got to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, bro, I think you might have passed your 10,000th hour. And then you take your headphones off and you're like, huh? Bro, I think you finished your 10,000th hour and you're like, that's what's up. And you get right back to the work. Right. It's almost like when you see movies with coders or hackers, they're so in tune with what they're doing, looking at every number. Right. They're in their flow. They're not worried or concerned about how many hours are passing. People have to remind them to eat. <laughs> they have to remind them, hey, man, when's the last time you sipped some water with your dry ass mouth? Huh? They have to be reminded. So that's what I aspire for. Uh, I aspire to inspire in so many producers out there who put so much pressure on their back. What's so dope is that I see the culture shifting. I see so many of you that are uh, putting into action a lot of the things that I have shared that a lot of my 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 uh, my colleagues, the, my brothers in 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 this, you know, the, the the busy works beats, the DJ pain ones, the lifestyle did it, the Simon Savitas, the cow beats, the, the cymatics, Drew and Steven, uh, the MG, the futures, uh, all these individuals have put out energy out there in hopes of shifting something within you. Okay. And, and, and if I didn't, if I didn't mention one of your favorites, it's not that I'm pushing them out or I'm not, I'm not, I'm not acknowledging them. Don't, don't do that. You're thinking too small. And the words of Steven, when he told me, he said, man, that's a loser's mentality. I'm going to tell you that that's a loser's mentality. Stop macroing out the damn micros. Okay. Stop making a, a mountain out of a molehill. That's a saying, right? A mountain out of a molehill. 
He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not asking you nothing else. You know what? We're going to end the podcast on this on this 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 level. Uh, so shout out to Ray, who has been shooting all of these podcasts, because, you know, I got to first start off with thanks before I start going in on him. I got to start off with thanks because I appreciate this man so much for he's sitting here the whole time while I'm doing these podcasts. Uh, we end up shooting two pieces of content every time he comes down here uh, to shoot. And it's just amazing the quality of everything. He did the routine video and, you know, he's been a great compliment to, to even my other brother, Jay Anime, who's been doing like the, a lot of the video edits that you used to see, uh, that you still see on my IG and some of the videos we put up on YouTube. But, you know, shout out to Ray, man, for all of his great work. But Ray, you know what? I don't know if I could turn to you and ask you no questions no more. There was a, let's call it the, 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 uh, the swallow gate, the swallow gate, right? So you got like, like the, uh, the, the, what is that called? The something gate, Watergate. Uh, Watergate. You sure that's what it is? <laughs> you sure that's what it is? We call it the swallow gate where people were convinced that the word that I was, the word that the sample I was using in that last cook up beat video that I did was what? No, nah, I'm not asking you. Nope, nope. I'm not Subalo, Subalo. Subalo. You Subalo. sure that's what it is, Ray? I should have asked you that in the video. <laughs> Subalo. People were like, yo, that sample in your beat says Subalo. I said, nah, man. The sample says ground floor on Splice. My videographer, he speak the language. He just said, it says Swello. And then all these people came out of nowhere. Y'all even came up here on YouTube talking crazy. Um, don't blame me. I want you to go to at... Ray <laughs> dot breezy. Okay. I'm just playing. Don't do that. If anything, go show him some love. Um, but it's just funny to see the producer community come at me the way they did. Uh, shout out to all my Puerto Rican homies because y'all came in strong, even though I look like I might be Puerto Rican. Anyways, it's another episode of the Curtis King podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to the channel. Um, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy being able to talk to you guys in this form. I want to start bringing on guests. Uh, I was texting with the homie Cal Beast the other day. I want to get him on here soon and talk to him because he has a lot of great insight that I know you guys can benefit from. But at the end of the day, in this life, you will not be full of life until you decide to live life to its fullest. Once again, it's Curtis King of SlapExperts.com. Have a good one.